Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Seahawks fans, welcome back to another show of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers here after a win against the Texans. Keith, hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, like you said, it um, a win against a bad team. You, these are the ones you, you, you can't afford to get tripped up against the, the bad teams. Um, yeah. Granted, they can't afford to get tripped up um, against anyone anymore <laughs> no. uh, if they want any hope of, of doing anything. Um, they have to run the table, but these are the games. It's it was good that this game wasn't close, right? This is a team that you need to put away, and they did that. They went and they got an easy win, so uh, that's what we were looking for, and that's what they did. Yeah. Hey, I just want to say uh, hey to everybody too. I missed last week. I uh, had back surgery. Uh, just a little thing. <laughs> just a little uh, thing. Just a little thing. Kind of put me down a little bit, and then I had to go back into the hospital because I had some sort of blood clot, possibly hematoma thing going on and they had to solve that. And, um, but now I'm back home and uh, well enough to sit down in a chair and talk. <laughs> so that's, that's the baseline of, of where I'm at on the healing process is I can sit and talk. So, um, so I thought I'd sit and talk with Keith because it's better than sitting and talking to myself. Well, about I, about I hope, about the win. <laughs> I, I hope that sitting and talking to me is better than sitting and talking to yourself. That, if it wasn't, that would um, that would say a lot about me. I think. Um, anyways, let's, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about some some football. So yeah. Game, so this the game didn't start out great. No, it really didn't. And I was kind of disappointed a little bit in the lack of aggression that our defense showed against a team that was weak, a mm-hmm. weak opponent coming out. We could have really kind of used the practice of being aggressive to start a game. Um, but instead we kind of played some soft zone coverages and so forth, allowed Davis Mills to complete 14 of his first 14 attempts and um, go down and have a couple scoring drives out of the first three drives um, and uh, put up 10 points. And it just looked like a, a lethargic defensive outing uh, to begin the, the day. But the offense was kind of turned on right from the, from the beginning, which was good to see. Rashad Penny had a career day, Keith. We've talked oh, a lot wow. about that. Got to get amazing, to that. Yeah, yeah, amazing day. Russell Wilson had uh, his back-to-back uh, productive uh, outings, which is great to see. Tyler Lockett He's, was on fire. Yeah. A lot of good things in this game. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things in this game. Um, but let's 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 start with the not the not so good thing that which was the defense, um, because I mean Mills Mills ate him up that those first couple of drives. Like you said, 14 out of 14 um, to start the game. I believe they said during the broadcast that was a record for, um, you know, consecutive completions to start a game by a rookie quarterback. Um, That's not a record that you want to let the opponent set. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he's, this isn't, this isn't like a Trevor Lawrence or a highly touted um, rookie. This isn't a a situation like um, when Andrew Luck joined the Colts where this was a, you know, a top flight uh, player right. joining a ready-made playoff team. No, this was 
this was a, a you know a third round pick and a on a bad team on a team where they they openly question his decision making ability yeah yeah so early on so you and i before we pushed record we we were talking about the defense a little bit and i was just asking you like why why do you think the defense starts out this way well that's what i you know it's hard to it's hard to, to to explain but i think what what we're seeing is a very vanilla look during that opening um drive intentionally to get a night get a feeling for what the uh, opponent wants to do what's but their don't game we already know that based on all the film accumulated of all their games so far this year you'd think we would but i'm i'm not real enamored with our defensive coaching staff so uh I, that i don't know but i was th- but we did saw the same thing against san francisco we right did Where, ex- exactly the same script and, and and shut out in the second half in both games yeah. And so they, they come, they, they, they basically set it up and they like, okay, how are they attacking us? What are they doing? What do we do to, so that we, we can, we can counteract that. So it's like, okay, what are they? I don't like the idea of spotting another team points in order to figure out what their game plan is, yeah, um, especially, especially when it's not like teams are set and that's the only thing they can do. I mean, Sure, the and it's the like, NFL, oh. Keith. It's it's the NFL. It's like anything can happen, and in any yeah. given day, a team can get, caught, you know, on fire. Our offense has kind of struggled previously, and so forth. And you just don't give Why, teams yeah. opportunities to to score on you just because you want to see what what they're going to do. Yeah, so you come out and you go, oh, this is what they're going to do. We, we we know how to stop that, and then. You know, why wouldn't the other, it doesn't, it hadn't happened either the last right. two weeks, but, but a, a better team's going to, going to adapt and be like, oh, they're taking that away. Let's go do something different. Um, and but nonetheless, we held them to 13 points overall in the entire game. Seahawks yep. improved to like the fifth best defense on points allowed on the season at 20.2 overall, which um, is weird considering they're last in the league in time of possession. Yeah. But the defense, so they've been on the field more. The Seattle's defense has been on the field more than any other defense, and yet they're fifth in points allowed, which is tremendous. Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, but it's, it's something to be excited about. Actually, it's in fact, it's something that you would hope could potentially carry over um, into next season as well. well. We'll talk about that. But well, let's you, let's talk about the 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 you know the night the fourteen of fourteen, but then Mills goes uh 19 of 35 the rest of the way yep um they don't score in the second half and the seahawks you know shut them out in the second half just like they did the 49ers and they only allowed five explosive plays against them um and three in the in the first half and three in the second half and really just had no impact um for the most part yeah i mean the and those explosive plays weren't then there was a couple that were just like you can't defend that. It was just like such, um, it's like one of those catches, this guy's falling out yeah. of bounds. And Brendan like, Cooks had a good game. Yeah, he did. And he's a, a good player who had a good game. And, and um, you know, sometimes there's, you just, there are plays you just can't defend and you just go, well, that sucks. Let's, we'll have to get them next time. But uh, that's, I mean, that's really, there were a couple of those that happens. Um, it's how other teams have to feel when you see like, that Wilson the locket as he's fallen out of bounds. Like there's, you can't defend it. There's nothing right. you could do to defend that play. It's just going to happen. And we had uh, the game so. in hand in the second half. And so they really didn't matter anyway. The mm-hmm. only other bright spot on the defense, I thought, well, there was a couple. Um, 
Daryl Taylor, again, just plays a really yep. solid game. And he would have had two sacks in this game. One came back because of a penalty, um, but just really kind of a nice dominating performance. Really a great season for him to build on. It's really nice to see that. Mm-hmm. And the other one is um, Bobby Wagner, again, 15 tackles. Um, yep. Just un- unreal. unreal. Yeah, against, against the 49ers, uh, he was not the leading tackler um, in that game. Uh, Jordan Brooks was. And so it felt like in this game that that Wagner was like, no, 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 no. You, you go, you sit down. I'm, I'm the King here um, because he just had a monster game. And uh, that's not to say Brooks didn't play well. Cause he did, but um, Wagner's again, just showing he's like, what is it? A seven time all pro. No, it was a yeah. four time all pro, um, but he's showing that just how good he is. And um, yeah, he's still the best. So a couple injuries, Keith, uh, one's really bad. Um, so DJ Reed had a, like a little pectoral type thing. I guess he's going to be okay. He'll be back. Galvin mm-hmm. health health stop is not, he, yeah. uh, he was, had an operation on his leg while still in Houston, broke his tibia and fibia bones in his leg and he is shut down and that's a horrible injury. So that's best, best of luck to re- recover from that for sure. Yep. Um, so That's unfortunate. He he's he's a guy who's who's played in a couple of games, um, up off the practice squad. They didn't, you know, they they brought him up and activated him uh, again, and he got some mm-hmm. playing time in this one. I thought he showed some real promise, and um, yeah, such a such a devastating in, injury because that's, I mean, it's not one that you can't come back from. Um, bone injuries like that, you know, they heal and you can be fine. Um, but it's the fact that it's both bones that it's going to be hard. It's just a really long road back for him. And, and that's unfortunate because this is a kid that uh, had, was playing well. And I it thought, you know, had a chance to make a mark on the season and prove that he belonged um, before the off season and next year. Yeah. And that, you know, it already decimated um, defensive back room is mm-hmm. further weakened. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um I was going to say that uh, this was also Pete Carroll's 150th regular season uh, win in NFL history is uh, ranked 21st overall on his way to probably, well, I'm not even going to say probably, on his way to a Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. I think he's tied right now with Bill Cower overall for like 164 wow. combined playoff and regular season wins and uh, Super Bowl victory both. And they're Bill Cowers in the in the Hall of Fame, so I don't know what prevent Pete from making it in there. So, yeah, I mean it's it, it's weird to think that he's he's this high up on the lists and everything when he spent a huge chunk of time in college. Yes, um, you know with a yeah. USC program and a national cha- or yeah, they won a national championship and <clears throat> and all of that. And it's it's so much of his career was there, and then he was such a late like you know coming up to. Or so back to the pros. 58 years old when he came you know, to the Seahawks, right? Yep, Something like back, that. Coming back to the pros, and yet he's still just having this tremendous success. So, um, and hopefully this is another successful year if they can continue to win and turn this into a winning season. Um, well, let's let's talk about well, it, and we do have a chance. We're gonna, we're going to get to that, but let's talk about Rashad Penny for just a minute. Got because to. I think Absolutely. he he needs to be talked about. You know, this is a kid that's really had a hard time. Since mm-hmm. he was drafted, a he was drafted in the first round, so he had unreasonable expectations um, from the very beginning, and struggled right out of the gate with injuries when he had not been injured during his college career for the most part, and um, 
up until just yesterday. Um, it just has been a in fits and starts and um, nothing really put together back to back that made it look like he was going to be anything more than just kind of a one hit wonder, kind of a, a back and mm. kind of a washout here in Seattle. And he was going to go away and that was it. Well, we were and, talking a month ago about, okay, we know he's not part of the future. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and get, um, you know, Johnson up here off the practice squad and just see what, what he has, like, you know, get him some touches, you know, get DJ Dallas in there so we can find out if, is he a guy that you can depend on going forward or is he a special teams player? Um, and that's it. And that kind of stuff. And then Penny got healthy and a healthy Penny is what we think thought we were drafting four years yes, ago of course and of, like of course yeah you can't watch this game and not just be like wow it is, he ran with power he ran yeah. decisiveness and then when he got past the the first line of defense he could take it he had a burst run, he had so. a real nice burst i'll tell you though it's interesting watching him play if you watch the 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 tape back you know just how out of breath out of shape he is in um just by virtue of not being healthy and just having to constantly work himself back and and so forth. He just hasn't had those game reps of running the ball. And um, so every time he ran that, you know, those 30 yard plus scampers for touchdowns, man, he was just, just dying. Yep. Dying by the time he got into the end zone, it was was kind of funny. Um, So he had, uh, what was it? He 137 yards on 16 carries, Mm -hmm. which is tremendously efficient couple touchdowns that's couple not, of uh, not, not efficient that's explosive yeah had so, five runs five runs over nine yards uh just a real nice chunk uh play day for him like mm-hmm. he just really made everything happen for the offense made uh, russell wilson's day even easier just because of the, the play action that was able to be a real effective and so forth i thought well and and the other thing that i found was interesting looking at, at that stat line is Alex Collins, who has played, you know, surprisingly well um, at times. And we know he's a little bit banged up right now, but he ran seven times, but for only for 16 yards. So to give you an idea, I mean, um, it's not that least were like, you know, lanes that you could drive a truck down. Um, If Penny just ran with power and, and made some moves and made some people miss and, and turn nothing into something over and over again. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a just a really impressive day by a guy who, quite frankly, needed it. And now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
Must be 21 and older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I was thinking, and we talked about this, I think, if I remember correctly, Keith, a couple couple of weeks ago where we thought, you know, if Penny does kind of come along a little bit, um, the team always has the option, even though that they did not sign the fifth-year option for him on his rookie contract because he was a first-round pick, um, even though that that has now gone away, it doesn't mean the team wouldn't be able to sign him again to a, you know, like a one-year prove-it deal for, mm -hmm. a, you know, not veteran minimum but a little bit over the veteran minimum or whatever with some uh, you know heavily uh incentive laden type terms on the deal i wouldn't be opposed to that but even if he finishes the year and even if he finishes the year with another you know two or three hundred yard rushing games i would still be skeptical next year of having rashad penny coming back on the roster and expected to be the one a running back for this team i think you'd still have to take care of that situation um in oh, the off season oh yeah you can't you can't have you know even if penny puts together um back to back to back 100 yard games and and looks great doing it and all of that does is there anyone on earth that is confident in him staying healthy no and even if, and if you combine that with carson coming back because he's on a you know a two-year deal so he's he's technically coming back um those are two running backs that you can't depend on so no, you got, you'd you have gotta, to you'd have to go solve that problem so regardless yeah. of what happens with penny or carson this offseason mm -hmm. you gotta go you gotta go take care of that um let's talk about tyler lockett just as a as the body of work now is just getting so big like it's he's becoming Nine. one of the best receivers in franchise history and there's no doubt about it Oh, absolutely. Five receptions, but for 142 yards. Yeah. And right? that 55-yard bomb was just beautiful. Oh, yeah, it was. Just another I mean, one of those Russell Wilson moon balls. Yeah, to over 28 yards per reception. Um, just cr That's crazy production. And so he's, he's just, over 1,000 yards on the season. Yep. With four games, games to go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep, he's having a great year. Um, and then there's DK Metcalf, who's been, from a fantasy perspective, very disappointing. Uh, it's but it's not so much him. The offense just is not doing a good job of getting him the ball. And and that's some on Wilson, it's some on um on Waldron. But yeah, yeah. just they're just he's not having the the breakout breakout of breakout years that we kind of expected him to have. Right. Yeah. But you know, at any given day, he can he can really punish you. You know, he can mm -hmm. do some serious damage. So I think there's still you know time to to have a pretty decent impact on this season if we should go into um, Los Angeles next Sunday and pull out a win. You know that it, it's interesting um, when you think about what the, where this team is at and what they need to do now. Um, and we talked about it several times when they just had three wins and it was and they kept losing and it was just it is one of those deals where you're mathematically not completely eliminated but you feel eliminated just because yeah. you're just so poor um as far as the record and how the performances has gone now you've got two wins in a row against marginal teams 49ers not having a great year obviously the texans are one of the worst teams in the nfl take that out of the equation 
it's good to rack up two wins like this in, in kind of a dominating fashion. But now it's really on. And like you said earlier in the show, uh, every week now is a must win. It's a playoff week. Mm-hmm. And this is the biggest game of the year coming up. So um, San Francisco, even though we're like, ah, they're, they're you know, not having a great year, they're currently the sixth seed in the playoff standings. Um, and Washington at six and seven is currently the seventh seed. Seattle is one game back of Washington, but they also lose the tiebreaker. The bigger problem isn't the one game. It's the fact that there is uh, six other teams that are between Seattle and a playoff spot. So it's not just that you have, you don't just have to make up one game against one team. You got to make up one game against six different teams. And that's why um, they have to keep winning. Yeah. Well, they can't lose. I mean, if they lose one more game, that's, I think they're mathematically eliminated, aren't they? No. Because, um, I mean, just none of the teams in front of them keep winning. You know what I mean? Like they're Seattle's only one game back at five and eight because the six and seven is in the playoffs right now. So, yeah, you know, we'd be having a completely different conversation if there was only six seeds this year. But uh, having that seventh mm-hmm. seed is is could be interesting, you know, for that final week where Seattle goes to Arizona and plays the Cardinals. Cardinals are going to have this thing locked up it looks like early and that team may not want to play all of its players including its quarterback we may have a shot you know in that in that game um one other player i want to talk about keith and i know that you'll enjoy this is jake curran yes and i just kind of wanted to get you to talk about his play on the offensive line um as far as like his his run block grade i'd noticed his run block grade on pro football focus was 88.4 which is nearly elite Oh, it is it that that is they they viewed him as being very elite um, at, at at right tackle as a run blocker, um, which was good to see. And actually, there was time when I noticed that man, the Seahawks are running right a lot. And given that their their right guard is a guy known for pass blocking, um, it's like, why are the guy they just keep going to the right? But it was working because between um Curran at right tackle and Disley at tight end you got two guys that can that can move people and I I thought he played really well I mean he wasn't he wasn't elite in pass blocking and I don't know if he's ever going to be um but he was serviceable I think he could be you know he's one of those better than shell ever better than shell's been this year well I was going to ask you about this um going the rest of the season I don't know what Shell's injury status is, but is there any reason why Jake Curran hasn't earned a starting role on this offensive line going the rest of the year? I think he has. Uh, I, I I think he he deserves a spot. I mean, Shell has been da- battling this shoulder injury, and for the last couple of weeks, what's happened is he's gone out and he's played, and it just gets more and more sore. And by sometime just after halftime, it he just doesn't have any strength left in the arm because it's just it hurts that much. And they pull him and they, you know, bring in one of the other kids. And, but the kids have been out playing him. What last week it was um, Forsyth. This week it was Curran. Um, it's good to see that both of those kids in, have now gotten significant mm-hmm. playing time mm-hmm. uh, out at right tackle because I, one of those two is probably going to be the right tackle of the future. Uh, my guess is it's probably going to be Curran for the run blocking and Forsyth is going to be kept as a, 
uh, either a swing tackle or get get an opportunity to, to play over on the left side because it's pass blocking. Um, but you know, just to see the fact that both of them have now got a chance to play and they've both outplayed um, Shell, I would say you got to you've got to keep playing them. You you've got to give uh, give Curran the job until he shows he's he's not ready for it. And so far, he's only showed that he's ready for it. Um, and, you know, if, if he falls, I would go back to Forsyth before I went back to Shell. I mean, Shell's, he's in the last year of his deal. He hasn't been great. He's gone uh, after this year. And if one of those two kids can prove to be your right tackle of the future, that's a bonus. And you, it's one less thing you have to fix um, before next season. So I would play those two kids as much as possible between now and the end of the year. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So just a quick preview. I mean, we're going to do another show this week. Um, but what are your thoughts coming up against this Rams team? Um, where the Rams have kind of just been okay. Um, yeah. They've been fading a little bit since we played them last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seahawks are kind of coming up a little bit. Everything's kind of seemingly coming together for them on defense. And then offensively, Russell Wilson starting to click. All of a sudden, we've got a running back, possibly. Um, and a couple offensive linemen um, are playing better now. And um, it seems like the whole thing's kind of starting to turn. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what we expected to happen. It just happened um, a week or two later than we expected it to happen, right? We knew with Wilson coming back from his injury that at some point things were going to click offensively and that this team was going to go on a run. And they seem to be doing that at this point. That's it's. I mean, I, it's hard to say that a victory over the Texans is proof that they're have turned things around because the Texans are that bad. But it, this wasn't just a victory. They they ran the score up and they without even really trying. I mean, they just. Um, it, this was a dominant win, and the, the week before was a dominant win over San Francisco, and yeah. so they're they're starting to look like one of the better teams in the NFC, which is what we thought they were going to be coming into the year. Um, so what do I expect to see in this game? I don't really know because Seattle for all of its growth still can't cover Cooper cup. And I don't think anybody can't seems to be able to this year. And so that's going to be rough. Uh, and they still can't block, you know, that front seven and, you know, a pass at, at least at this point. Yeah, we'll we'll see what current maybe maybe that makes a little bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's possible. And the thing is that um, Brown on the other side, after having just an awful like start to the year and probably the first six or seven games, he was really not playing well. And, and sh- yeah, we you and I both thought he's done. He's showing his age, all that. He's come back and played pretty well the last three yeah. weeks. Although and Seattle so- didn't allow any sacks this last game, he did have the lowest pro football focus rating. Mm-hmm. on the on the offensive line this last week out of all yeah. of our offensive linemen so um yeah I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure how i feel about this game one thing i did note um earlier today was that jalen ramsey and tyler higby ended up on the COVID 19 list mm. um so that could, Jaylen, and they tested Jaylen, positive if jalen ramsey doesn't play which if he tested positive he won't play um even if he's uh vaccinated yeah they tested there's 34 players in the nfl this week tested positive and they were on they were two on the um that's huge because jalen ramsey has been 
uh, DK Metcalf's kryptonite mm-hmm. um, in previous like last year um, <clears throat> and earlier this year. And without him, uh, they don't have anyone that can cover him. And so then it's just a matter of can Seattle get him the ball? If Seattle can get him the ball, he's going to have a monster day. Um, and if they start rotating everyone to, to cover him, Tyler Lockett's going to have a monster day. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> they could both have monster days. And so that is huge. I mean, Ramsey's one of, if not the best corner in the NFL right now. Um, and I hate to say that because he's on a rival team, but he is that spot. He is that good. And for him to be out, that's huge. So uh, do you want to cover anything else today? Um, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up was back from this other game. Um, you know, we knew coming in that the Texans wanted to um, to run the ball, right? That was kind of their their thing. They were going to try and um, run the ball and uh, control the clock, keep Seattle's offense off the field, do what every other team's been doing, and that's keep time of possession and 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 make it hard that way. And what you end up with is uh, our defense giving up 2.4 yards per carry. Yeah, I was going to say that Al Woods had one of the best games. Al Woods that, had a monster game. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just playing really well this year. A very underrated player, I think, in Seattle's mm-hmm. defense for sure. So, yeah, yeah two, 2.4 yards per carry. Uh, he played great. And this was a game in which they lost Brian Monet early. Um, and so their defensive tackle rotation was really thin. Um, you were seeing a lot of Rasheem Green and LJ Collier playing uh, defensive tackle. They had to, they moved um, uh, Puna Ford over into the three tech at times and let Al Woods be the, the nose tackle at times. And so they, they kind of rotated those two guys um, that way. And so it was kind of a, a mishmash uh, at on the interior of the uh, the defensive line and it didn't matter. It worked. Everyone, the, the linebackers were filling their gaps and, and, and everyone was doing their job. You saw um, guys coming up um, and making, you know, making tackles in, uh, in the hole, like not just making the tackle, but getting off a block and getting up into the hole to make, make a tackle. Um, and it's just some of these things were, were just great to say. Uh, Ryan Neal um, had seven tackles and all, most of them were up in the running game. And he, this is a guy that, you know, yeah. it, and he almost also, had a, he almost had a pick if it, if oh, uh, Diggs didn't run into him. Yep. Diggs, Diggs is, well, the, and the thing is Diggs needs to let him have that because he's yes. in position and Diggs is going basically playing defense. Yeah. Diggs tried it. to crawl up his back. I didn't get that. I just, I, I didn't even understand because he could, I would have assumed that Diggs wasn't so myopically focused on the ball that he couldn't see his own player standing right there waiting to catch the ball. He just kind of ran up his back. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I don't weird. know. I, I don't know if, I mean, Diggs is coming across watching the ball, not, he's not, it's playing possible. The player, he didn't see it. It's possible. He didn't see him. And just, and it might also be that he doesn't know where the offensive player is and whether or not someone's going to come up and contest that. So he's going to go up and contest it and then see what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, it was just, it was good to see, uh, Ryan Neal play well in his first, uh, significant playing time as far as starting, uh, this year for Jamal Adams. And so, um, just altogether, it was, a, it was a great performance by the defense, but just the run defense, especially was, it was, I don't want to say it was surprising, but it was great to see. 
Yeah. I did hear that Brian Monet was going to be okay. He might not come back this week. We don't know for sure, but it wasn't a serious enough injury where he's out, you know, mm-hmm. a long, long time or has to have surgery or anything like that. It's like a PCL injury on his knee or something. So, yeah. Um, okay, cool. It was good to be back here after not being here last week. I missed um, not being here, but I appreciate Dan Viennes coming in from the Emerald City Sportscast to fill in, as well as Dana O'Gorman from Archer Football. Those guys have been friends of the show for the duration that we've been together for the last five years. So we appreciate that and coming in and, and filling in and uh, helping Keith out. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. Um, it, it was great having them here. They, they filled in admirably. Um, no one can replace you, Bill. Uh, I did my best, <laughs> but... But um, the two of them can replace me. Um, I think that became clear that I am replaceable. Um, and, not not um, true. Not true at all. And so, uh, no. But they were they were great. They were they were such fantastic guests. So I was uh, very appreciative of them coming on and doing their thing. They've been on and, so often that it feels like it. it like it's just normal. It's just yeah. a natural uh, conversation to have with those guys. There's no uh, nervous tension at all. They just jump in and, and uh, they're ready to go. And they, both of them are very knowledgeable and can mm-hmm. pretty much carry on a conversation about sex football for hours without any notes. So that's nice to, nice to have, which, which is part of the problem. Cause getting Dan off uh, the air, once we start recording, it can be, the, no, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> Dan, don't be mad at me. I was making a joke. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it was great having them. It was and but it is it's fantastic to have you back. I'm good to see that you're healing up and Thank you. and uh, not doing too bad with the back surgery. So, um it's great to have you back here. Yeah, it's good to be back for sure. So, okay. So, find Keith on Twitter at @MyersNFL. I'm at @NWSeahawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook. Seahawksplaybook.com has all of the content. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube and subscribe wherever you find us and uh, make sure you listen every week because we put out a couple shows a week and uh, it's great mm-hmm. content we're here 52 weeks a year um so make sure you're here for it so until next time go hawks seahawks playbook podcast listeners thanks for joining us for another edition of the show you can find us on twitter bill is at nw seahawk keith is at myers nfl and the show is at hawks playbook You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.